Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This week in league, what do the hosts of this very show have in common with Robert Louis? More news after the jump. A Dragons player attempts to sell his 2010 Premiership ring on eBay. But we know it wasn't Jamie Soward. He'll never let filthy hobbitsers get their hands on his precious. Tim Sheens is sacked from a job he wasn't doing and offered a job that doesn't exist. Now I don't want to sound like the boy who cried decline, but Tigers in motherfucking decline. And we'll review all of the action from the third round of the final series. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 106 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. So, what do the two hosts of this show have in common with Robert Louis? After Mad Monday... Do you want to deliver the punchline yeah. or do I- After Mad Monday, the three of our wives end up in hospital. <laughs> That's how it's been. Um, yes. Your... your uh, your wonderful fucking year has continued. Your yes, wonderful, your wonderful month. month or two months has has continued unabated. Yes, uh, with your wife ending up in hospital and for the fourth uh, time in a month. Fourth time in a month, and uh, only only getting only leaving hospital yesterday. Yes, and then uh, my wife is in hospital from three a.m. on Monday morning, um, and she just got out at about two o'clock this afternoon as we record this. So, yeah, awesome. So we're taking auditions for new wives. Yep, these ones are old and busted. And I don't want to be like in like, and this is not a racist thing to say this, but nothing made in Taiwan or South Africa. Or actually. South Africa. My wife is made in South Africa out of glass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and one was just made in, you know, in in Macau or, or or Taiwan or wherever like stuff that just breaks is, is made essentially. <laughs> Campbelltown. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So uh, all the direct all self all selfies and boob shots to uh to this week in league T W I league on Twitter and um. No guys. <laughs> and disclaimer, means, disclaimer, disclaimer. And I specifically say that because Sam I, won't I, be sending photos of himself again. And also because I don't want to get anything with Blake Ferguson. Because <laughs> you know that he loves to take a selfie as he well. He does. He does. <laughs> and when we say boob shots, Cambo, none of yours, thanks, mate. No thanks, Cambo. Um, look, just just use your common sense <laughs> if you think that we'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> We're into some weird shit. But cheers, we, uh, we? we're not into your boobs, yeah, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else we want to start off the show with? Um, no, I think uh, we should just hook straight in. Oh, no, I'm going to hook into alphabrainonit.com, all that sort of stuff, because we need to keep pushing that because it's basically paying to keep the show on the air, which is fantastic. Yes. So uh, go to onnit.com, grab yourself some... Uh, look, I would recommend... Um, if you want to give something a try first, probably the flagship Alpha Brain is, is a good thing to start on, especially if you're not a um, if you're not someone that's like actually you know exercising properly. Um, but if you want to get into if you want to get but into you exercise, want to be a smart motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean that's something it's something that can benefit everyone whether you know you're, you're leading like a sedentary lifestyle or not. Um, you can I mean because you know if you're working your desk job, I mean concentration is key. And for me, I'm very easily distracted by things like Twitter and you know this show and shit like that. 
and Twitter. My boobs. And yeah, exactly. So, so for me, Slash you know, pecs. anything that focuses me more is a is a fucking plus. So I mean, you know, Main you can actually boobs. benefit, uh, you know, not through, you know, this is not something. It's like an exercise supplement. But if you do want an exercise supplement, uh, I definitely recommend uh, Shroom Tech Sport. And um, I saw uh, on Twitter the other day that Mark Demori is having a crack at it. Is he? Yeah. I wonder if he used the uh, code. Should have hit him up. Should have hit him up, yeah. No, he's yeah. an AFL fan. Yeah, well, I, I love the man. I would imagine... I would imagine Future heavyweight champion of the world. I would imagine he would be uh, getting it for free anyway from, you know, he'd have some sort of sponsorship deal with a supplement Fuck shop. bullshit. Because he actually saw it. He actually took a picture of it. He saw it at like a supplement shop. You know, it must have been in Perth or something. Really? And, yeah. Stockist, yeah, yeah, if you will. Yeah, there are people that stock it uh, in Australia. So, um, but in any case... I wonder how much they charge us. Maybe it's cheaper to just pay the fucking freight. Yeah. Well, and not the no. cheap-ass freight, like people like Mick Tracy, a.k.a. Yeah. Short Arm Deep Pockets. <laughs> If you're going to if you're going to uh, if you're going to uh, order from onit.com, uh, use the code TWIL and you'll get ten percent off. And when it comes to picking the shipping, pick the uh, the express one or the fast whatever the faster of the two options. I can't remember what the actual wording is. Unless you want to wait a fucking long time. If you want to wait a fucking long time, by all means pick the by regular all means one. pick the cheap ass option, like yeah. Mick Tracy did, but because he's a cheap ass. You'll be waiting a month, at minimum. Least. Minimum a month. If you go the faster one, though, you know you'll get it in like a week to ten days. Can your much. can your fast. plans for world domination? Can they wait that long? Can they? Mine couldn't. Yeah, exactly. I made the mistake of going the. Uh, did you go? You went the fast one first. Straight time, away. Never, yeah. never got slow. See, I went the other one, and so it was good. It was a lesson learned for us that we knew that the fucking never to be used again. The slow shipping. That's right. So you so, were you know a good four to six weeks behind taking over the world. We've caught up. You caught yep, up. Yep. We're taking over the world together now. Exactly. But I had to carry your ass for a little while. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, onit.com O-N-N-I-T.com they got heaps of other things as well I mean um, yeah, check check their whole range uh, see what you know what suits you I mean for me it's just Alpha Brain and the uh, Shroom Tech Sport but uh, after the freaking year the winter we had with you know flus and shit like that with those little petri dishes that you call you know children yes they run into other children get sick bring it back kill the whole family um, yeah I can honestly say Alpha Brain and Shroom Tech Immune have got me through the last month Slash Red Bull. Bourbons. But I've really not... I've been really wary, given everything that's gone on, of yeah. hitting the bourbons. Yeah. It's a slippery slope, Nathan. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. <laughs> you take your first... Yeah, yeah. Take I'm first. sitting there and I'm like, just have a couple of quiet bourbons. And the next thing, I'm walking through the city naked with my underpants on my head. <laughs> You're offering to sell some dude a cheeseburger for some crack. <laughs> First story, Tigers in decline again. It's you, not a fucking story. You can't stop. That's these, a lifestyle. It's like you can't stop these guys from declining. I mean, I'm sure if uh, the village people were still together, they could make a song. There's a you can't stop the declining. Do you know the new summer attraction at Wet n Wild theme park? What? A really fucking steep, never-ending water slide that just goes straight down. And is it called the West Tigers? <laughs> it's called the West Tigers. <laughs> the Stephen Humphreys Express. <laughs> And you ride a little Tim Sheen's floaty all the way to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, and you grab onto that, though, and you, and it doesn't do anything for you. You just die with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's got no air in it. There's really nothing you can do to save yourself, really, when you, when you get on that slippery slope. It's, got a lot of hot, it's actually got a lot of hot air in it, but it doesn't last very long. So, Tim Sheens, uh, as everyone knows well and truly by now, he's been sacked as the head coach of the Tigers, but offered a senior quotes senior role to remain at the club and by uh, senior we mean going to bingo and uh playing bowls yeah pretty and much doing poos in his pants putting everything uncontrollably. down uncontrollably putting everything down the pokies etc yes. etc but um yeah uh they they had a press conference uh the other day and um they were very you know uh what would you say, respectful and very, you know, glowing in their praise for what Sheens has done at the club. Uh, they said that he had been offered a role. Um, As they should have been. Clearly, they do not want to pay $900,000 out because he had a stipulation in his contract that if he was marched, they would have to pay him the final two years of his contract, which is no, nine hundred grand. I don't think, given the financial troubles that are fairly well documented, with even Wes coming out the other day and saying that the Balmain side, you know, can't can't keep up with payments, and they. You well, know. let's let's um, you know, people say what they want about Westies and about Magpies. Mm-hmm. Um, West Campbelltown. Yep. Very very rich club. Yeah. Very rich club. And apparently they're actually doing the lion's share of their obligations as far as keeping the merger alive. So you know what, this could be the beginning of a great thing for you personally. They might, they might you know, they might do the Northern Eagles thing. Asshole Balmain mag- out, ma- the, and then go back to be the Maggies. Yeah. I mean, how would that be? You'd love it. Wouldn't it be great to see the Magpies resurrected, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like the bye, I mean, another three two points. It'd be like if they brought Robbie Farrar, Hooker and Captain of, of the Western Suburbs Magpies resurrection <laughs> resurrected. I mean, you know. Water- Benji Marshall will be playing for the Warriors by then, so Waterboy Trevor Cogger. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. Water- he could grow his hair long again. <laughs> yeah. Grow his moustache back. See, go- Saw an interview with him on West uh, Westtigers dot com uh, recently. Yeah. Short hair and no moustache. Uh, like Samson's lost his hair. It's become metrosexual. Like Ron Jeremy's cut his penis in half. <laughs> Roy Masters would probably fucking have a brain aneurysm, and you know that's you know I don't want to wish he was on the bad guy, but you know anything that stops him writing bullshit in a newspaper. Well, that's um, true. Now you want to talk about seniors? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, I can I can go give quotes from the the actual press release that came out. Uh, he was one of the he was the first coach of our first ever premiership team, and he'll always have a place in the history of the West Tigers. He'd been offered a position, and we'd love to see him continue in a senior role in our club. And to be fair to Tim, this has happened all quite suddenly. So they've decided to uh, create a subcommittee, which I think has senior players, and it has uh, Stephen Humphreys and a couple other people in there as well. And they're going to basically. Uh, I guess, you know, come to the selection process that's going to ultimately pick the next head coach. I think Robbie and Benji are actually in, involved in, in that group. Um, and who so, else? Just them? No, not just them. There's probably some other people as well. Adam I mean, Blair, Humph- maybe? Humphreys would be there, probably like assistant coaches and stuff. I mean, I think as far as players, I'd, you know, Benji and Robbie are probably the ones that they want the input from because they apparently, um, you know, had a massive falling out with Sheens when, you know, Bo and it started looking like they were going to leave. And which is strange really for Benji because he's he said you know in his book which was a you know New York uh, New York Times bestseller uh, said that he was um, York York in York, York is as in yeah the, the small county in in the United Kingdom <laughs> <laughs> York uh, York which is a suburb of Campbelltown in New York after it was burnt to the ground by vandals um, sold a lot of copies of that book there yeah uh, yeah look Benji has said that he, he does look up to him as a bit of a father figure and a mentor, and it's a bit sad to hear that their relationship is, is a bit strained. But can only be a good thing for the club with with a bit of a clean out and play is going to be more accountable. Um, and hopefully, you know, the coach is going to be more accountable for his results. Yeah, any yeah. new coach that comes on board. Exactly. I would love to be a fly on the wall in the, the apparently explosive confrontation that Benji had with Stephen Humphreys after. Uh, 
Hino and, and Bo after it all came out last week that they mm. left. Because um, I, I take. You think picture. he shoved a Big Mac in his face? Well, I think he took him. Took him. To, he said, "Let's have a meeting. Where are we going to have a meeting? How about McDonald's? What time? Three a.m. Yeah. And you know, from there, you know, read, into, read into that what you will. Yeah. Bit, we, you know, we don't like to speculate on this. Bitch slapping and shoot. Um. So yeah. So I don't really want to speculate when I'm on there, but I mean, I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall to see what he actually said. Because did you see the footy show last week? Yes. Oh, I saw the I saw the a Benji snippet the next day. Did you see the the Bo Ryan bit? No. Where they had like the the you know the, the tearful. You know, no, I didn't, didn't, want, didn't want to leave, but I'm leaving mm. thing. You know, they, had about, they, they allocated about 15 minutes to it. Wow. Like, they had, like, a one-on-one thing. Yeah, so, it's strange, um, strange that, for yeah. the Tigers to have done that, given Bo's value off the field. Yeah. You know. That's right. That's and right. I guess... I mean, I know, I mean, like, he doesn't, you know... He's basically just goes between Jim Field, Jim and Field. Oh, he's made a yeah. couple of cameos on the footy show? Mm. Oh, yeah, occasionally. In Bo's skits? Yeah, occasionally, I don't think I don't know that actually that was by choice though. No, it's probably an easy target, <laughs> <laughs> soft target. But yeah, so I think it's probably a good thing for the Tigers. But um, it is funny though that their coach leaves at the end of the season, and they they have to lose so many players before it actually happens. And whereas we were supposed, we being Manly was supposed to be in such a dire state of affairs when Des left, and somehow we managed to retain. All the players Two different scenarios. Keep. I guess the, the the thought with Manly was that players were going to leave because they were so attached to the coach. Yeah. And the thought with the Tigers was that players wouldn't leave because they were so attached to the coach and yeah. everything fell apart when they realised that that wasn't actually the case. <laughs> he was marching them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder... I mean, they have their recruitment guy. What's his name? Um, Warren McDonald. Warren McDonald. So, I mean, Scourge on the club. You think he'd have to go as well because he? You think that I mean Tim Sheens would obviously be directing him to sort towards the sort of players he'd want to have in the squad. But That's, Tim Sheens is not the type of bloke that's going to have someone say, "You know what, Tim? Going to get this player." Yeah, righto. I'll cop that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get, He's going to go. You know what? Want well, that guy? Go get him. Let's fuck off half the side for Adam Blair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. And any motherfucker that agrees to that. Yeah, needs needs to not only be fired from their job, but they need yeah. to be fired from. A Hopefully, cannon. his assistant, uh, you know, one of his assistants at the Warriors. Yeah, if he does go there and he doesn't take up the seniors position. So then I had a, I had a little bit at the end of this article here saying, in happier news for the club, they've at least moved to stop the rot by officially opening discussions to extend Robbie Farris' stay at the club. But that was the first story. That was, this was the first story I compiled for the show tonight. Yeah. Then by when the I was time finished, you wrote the second and I went story. back. <laughs> And when I went back at the end to see if anything else that needed to be put into the show, I noticed another article that appeared saying that, uh, I think it's uh, Sam Ayub, uh, said that this what news the to fuck? us, <laughs> that the Tigers haven't done shit. I mean, we're delighted that they would like to keep Robbie, but they haven't said a word to us. So that's actually a lie, Humphreys. Mm. You lying-ass liar. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's not covering himself in glory in this whole situation, is he? There's yeah. a lot of people uh, up in arms over... You know, guys that did want to keep Sheensy or, or didn't want to keep Sheensy are, are universally panning Humphreys. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, I've seen some supporters as well on Twitter and Facebook and things like that. But he's um, he's got some work to do to, to, you know, put the polish back on his reputation. At the start of the year, you would never have thought that the West Tigers would be more of a shambles in, in the head, you off, head office than, you than Parramatta. In, well, I mean, that's a harsh call, mate. Just Come saying. on. Just saying. Come on. Just saying. I mean... Parramatta signed, like, all the dudes like, you know, Ken Sio and Ryan and all the younger... I mean... they bring Chris Sandow? Well, they, they brought him in, you know, before the year. I mean, I'm sorry, at the end of this year, despite the shambles we think Parramatta are. Justin Poor, Shane Shackleton, those sort of guys, yeah. Well, Shane Shackleton, I mean, they had a good sense to fuck him over to Penrith, didn't they? Well, they did. 
<laughs> so it took them a while. This is what I'm saying. I mean, they steadied the ship <laughs> through the season. All right. So now you're painting Parramatta in a favourable light just to get the Tigers score. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. What I'm saying is... It's, you're a, new probably gonna, what it's a new low for you. What I'm saying is you're probably going to get the spoon next year. We'll see. I'll, I'll take so, that. Challenge accepted. So, 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 so buy some shares in Betty Crocker. <laughs> What's um, Michael Crocker's mum got to do with this? Yeah, yeah, she's got a better chin than him. Uh, unknown St. <laughs> George player has tried to sell his 2010 Premiership ring. A still anonymous member of the 2010 Grand Final squad. He's been trying to sell it online, eBay in fact, for $15,000. Now, I actually found it on eBay. It's been, it's still on there. You can see it, but it says this is uh, this, this auction has been closed or withdrawn or something like that. But um, yeah, the St. George, they're baffled. Um, they uh, they prompted Dragon officials to contact players to check if their rings had been stolen. But then um, the item was unlisted. The online seller responded to emails from the Daily Telegraph who were asking, obviously investigating it. And uh, the guy did reply to them and said, I was selling it for a player who didn't want it known who he was. He's decided after you contacting me to end the sale and keep the ring to avoid any negative publicity for himself or his family. So... Um, while there was strong speculation about the authenticity of the item, the actual person selling it had a, a strong eBay rating that had previous sales. It wasn't just an account, you know, created for this one purpose. Uh, a bit of background on the rings. Uh, Z and Z jeweler in Sydney, they create 20 rings each year for the NRL. 17 go to the players who take the field, three given to the coach, chairman, and chief executive. But the club can, uh, at their own expense order more of the rings to give to players. For example, in 2010, Wayne Bennett, he insisted that more were made for backroom staff and those players who did not play in the grand final but who had contributed to the season. So, I don't, I'm not sure, I don't have a figure here of how many rings are out there for St. George, but it sounds like Benny would, you know, it, it would probably be reasonable to say, you know, maybe 10 from the sounds of it if he's given to players and, you know, back, you know and staff. You know, I'd like to put an asterisk on this and I'd like to say allegedly... Mm-hmm. But clearly, it's Jamie South. Despite what we said at the start of the show to make a funny joke, it's clearly Jamie South, Nathan. I wonder if it's players that, yeah, that have left, and maybe you know, it's Jamie South because we all know that motherfucker's a rock star, not Liberace. He's got yeah. no use for a fucking ring. Yeah. Plus, he's probably racked up you know fifteen thousand dollars worth of gambling debts. Mm. He needs to pay him off by selling his ring on eBay. Just yeah. saying. I mean, just paint a picture. Yeah, yeah. Just paint a picture. Several players privately expressed anger that someone would try and sell the ring, which is valued at about $6,000. Peter Dow said, I was very surprised to find a Dragons 2010 Premiership rings for sale on eBay. Given everything it takes to win a Premiership, I find it hard to believe that someone would want to sell one, and we would therefore question the authenticity of the ring that was for sale on eBay. I saw the pictures, though. They had pictures of it, like, in the... In like the lined case and out of the... It it looked looked the the business to me. Let me Um, me paint another picture. Yep. Ben Crow. Yep. Sat there one night, drunk on a few shandies. Yep. The cold, hard truth started to hit him. And he thought about 2010. He thought, you didn't earn that fucking ring. Thought how much whiskers you could buy with 15 grand. That's a lot of whiskers. That's a lot of kibble. It's a lot of kibble and it's a lot of replacement uh, kitty litter yep. for your litter box. Yep. Buy himself a new scratchy pile. A lot of snappy time. I tell ya. There's a number of scenarios here, and each one is more sorted than the last. The funny thing is, the owner of ZNZ Jewelers said, uh, I think $15,000 is too much for it. They have a value of about $6,000. Every year, winning teams order more, and I remember the the Dragons ordered quite a lot the year they won. So, it's funny that they say, no, the value, the cost of the ring is $6,000. I dare say the value is, you know, it might not be $15,000, but, you know, $15,000, like, say they get, like, you know, a 2008 Manly one. That's fucking... De- that, for memorabilia purposes, I'd pay that. 
for sure. I mean, because they don't have just the physical value of the of the but diamonds and the gold that goes into them. No, that, you know that's I mean? very true. There's, like, but there's a lot of extra value. It's worth get- much more to a player than it is to a fan. Yeah. The fuck know. would a fan go and sit there on their fat ass on their couch? Yeah, you know, but look I mean, at like, my premiership ring. Yeah, but if you like memorabilia and stuff, I mean, like that's like a a almost yeah. impossible to get piece of memorabilia yeah, I, you know what I, I mean get, like, I like take your point just I the just rarity don't. of it I mean they wouldn't you wouldn't wear it around and be like yeah fuck yeah I won 2008 <laughs> fucking scored a try I guess if it was from the dragon you probably <laughs> could have said I, I was probably as good as some of the players that did because you just participated in the grand final I mean like say hypothetically you know you, you got like uh, you know Michael Robinson's one you'd be going around fuck yeah got a hat trick in the grand final <laughs> yeah. Can't, yeah. no why do no. you think everyone's been calling me Robbo all this fucking time <laughs> man yeah, I didn't get this. I didn't just get the Wang Man name because of what's packing <laughs> down here, son. <laughs> so yeah, um, person who's selling it, geez, you'd have to be, you know, you'd have to be fucking desperate because fifteen thousand dollars, you know, to some people it's like a, a fortune, but to a, a NRL player who presumably has been on, you know, at least you know, decent each money. Let's say like they're not, you know, not a superstar, but let's say Cuff like a, like one hundred fifty grand. Oh. No, I don't think Wayne even would have given him one. Would he? <laughs> <laughs> he was playing for Shell Harbour probably in 2010, wasn't he? <laughs> if he gave one to Cuthbo, I seriously, I'll punch him in the face. I bet Desi didn't give one to Cuthbo in 2008. I bet he didn't. <laughs> All right, uh, next one, just a short one. Brad Fittler has joined Laurie Daly's coaching team for the Blues. Um, he's the first signing, I guess, for the coaching staff. Um, Daly said, Freddie is an origin legend. It'll be great having blokes like Freddie around camp. He's coached at NRL level two. He's very experienced. Fitler said, I love New South Wales and I'll do what I can to help the Blues win. Jim Dimmick and Matt Parrish have agreed to return as assistant coaches, although Matt Parrish may not be available because he is uh, certainly one of the top three front runners to be named as West Tigers coach. Brad Fitler's also in line for an assistant job and Jim Dimmick's also been thrown into the mix as the head coach for the West Tigers as well. I mean, yeah. Sign them all up. If I was, Dim- I, I, you know, Dimmy could probably be all right. Why don't we just have as many coaches as we have players? That'd be fantastic. There's no salary cap for coaches either, is there? There'd be no way Tigers coaching staff would be in decline. No, no. But I mean, you know, there'd be too many, you know, the whole too many Chiefs thing. Yeah, but none of them really, none of them first grade coach standard. You set it up no, like a, Chiefs. You set up like an NFL. All Indians. You set up like an NFL side and just be like, there's a dude that's just, his job is just to coach the pack and yeah. that's it. What do you do? <laughs> uh, I'm Benji's kicking coach. I Maybe mean, you're not earning much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could, they could, they could do fucking hiring some Dale Halligan action, yeah. couldn't they? What do you do? Um, Tim Maltzen's catching coach. <laughs> fucking, how long I'm, you been I'm, off work, I'm, mate? I'm, 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 I'm Tim Maltzen's injury prevention. I've coach. I've been on work cover for the last two seasons. Yeah, I'm Lottie Takiri's hat trick coach. <laughs> And there it is. The funny thing they could get, uh, they could, they could get, um, they could get uh, uh, in to be his hat trick coach because he's called more than fucking Lottie ever. Will. <laughs> okay, next one, another short one. Willie Mason is going to step into the ring. Uh, he's going to headline the next edition of New Zealand's Fight for Life Boxing Extravaganza. So it's going to take place. Um, in, on uh, December the fifteenth, and uh, it, actually, I saw it pop up on my timeline on Twitter, and that was it turns out that was probably the first real news about his involvement. He tweeted, uh, "You know, I'll try, I'm not going to read it in his voice, uh, even given the terrible spelling." Uh, Just at the airport, about to head to NZ to promote a fight I'm having in December. It's a great cause, fight for life for men's prostate cancer. So clearly, he's going to be in the heavyweight division, given his size. Uh, they don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be a league versus rugby format. Uh, and he's going to be the captain of the league side. So I'd imagine people get less famous from there. <laughs> so, wow. Um, 
I'd, I'd imagine, you know, the, it's not something they'd put Sonny Bill on because he's, you know, as far as boxing is concerned, he's a pro. He's, he's, part, well, yeah, a he's, pro. A, he's a pro. I mean, like he can, he can certainly knock a can over, but um, <laughs> but yeah, certainly he's had he's professional like, fights. But I mean, you got to have a certain amount of ability to be able to do that. You know the first, you know how it works for the first twenty fights for a professional boxer's <laughs> career though. Um, can I just say it's, it's actually good that Willie is getting behind this cause. He actually lost his father, um, not to prostate cancer but to cancer uh, a number of years ago, and it's good to, you know, hopefully I do raise a bit of cash and and you know we can laugh about it all we want and yeah. whatever names they might get on it. But if they do raise a bit of cash for a great cause, then then good on them. I wonder who's going to be on there. Like Monty Beethan would probably be a he can a contender. Fight. He can you fight. Know, He's an axe. I don't know about Willie Mason's obviously. You know, fight fitness and, and footy. How about like, how about all things, like former All Blacks and stuff? I don't know. I don't. I don't follow rugby. I hope they fight better than they fucking tackle. Yeah, well, I mean, because it's going to be it's going to be league versus rugby. So I mean, I imagine you'd be looking at probably you know former All Blacks or yeah, probably you know most likely going to be Kiwi players. I mean, they could probably get some Australian ones, but I mean, you know, who scraps there? Get John Eels in there. Oh, nobody. <laughs> exactly. Nobody's <laughs> perfect. Um... <laughs> Where was I going? Oh, that's uh, Willie Mason. We, yep. He can throw a right hand. Yeah. Can't remember that nufty Poms name that he knocked out in that test match. Yeah. Fuck, it was a sweet right on the button, yeah. right cross. Yeah, so if he's still Good got those night. skills. He's still got those skills, you know. You don't lose those skills, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> you do not lose those skills. You either got it or you don't. And he put his lights out. It was beautiful to watch. I remember watching that game with my old man. Yeah. And I just, and Dad's like, I don't like him as a football player, but I like him as a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Could not stand Willie Mason, my yeah. old man, but rated his punching ability. <laughs> but he had some respect for him after yeah, that. That's uh, it. So uh, this is that's actually going to be live in New Zealand on pay per view as well. So uh, we might as well hit up um, some stream or something. He'll no doubt be there. Yeah. Next one, Josh Papali has elected to play for Queensland, which is strange because he's represented the junior Kiwis uh, two years in a row, uh, has said before that he's um, New Zealand all the way, but now he's elected to play for Queensland. Uh, He said uh, that opting to uh, try and chase a spot in the Maroons was the right decision. So he was born in New Zealand, and I think he was over here when he was about six, I think, and raised in Brisbane from that point on. Um, He had to choose... uh, and people are saying it's the financial side of things that might have got him over the line because uh, state of origin players are looking like they're going to get about fifty grand a game coming up, Holy while shit. Kiwi players get five grand per match for New Zealand for a test match. So, um, and he did say he, uh, that rugby league was a business. He wanted to look after his family. Um, and his quote was, as a family, we made a call that I would go with Queensland. You can't always make everyone happy. I would love to do, do both, but you can't have two separate lives. I've got the passion to play for Queensland. I've always wanted to play. I always cried if they lost, and it's always been a passion of mine to try and get there. New Zealand is still in my mind, but I've been in Queensland since I was young. So, He's probably got a legitimate claim to, to play for Queensland. He's played for the yeah, yeah. I mean, he, junior Kiwis in the last you know recent. It's times. not like it's he's some. It, it's not like he's some edge case or anything. I mean, he's he's actually you know he's the, the textbook. You know, yeah. you've lived in both. You're born in one. You you, know, you can actually choose. And mm. so he's made his choice. So I don't really have a lot of problem with it. The people who have no. problems with it are the Kiwis, really. Well, and rightfully so. But my point is, Josh Papali, Queensland. It's like that. It's like that Martin Kennedy thing that happened yeah. two years ago. Like, like Martin Kennedy, he'd be like. Fucking, can someone sign me up? Find some New Zealand heritage and I can get five grand a game? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because remember when they're talking all that big tug of war thing. working out for me. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, you know, you look at the, the guys that are, you know, in line for Origin He had one good best. game against the West Tigers. Who can't play well against them? Yeah, exactly. And they're talking about, oh, he's going to be an Origin guy. So there's a big tug of war thing in the paper, blah, blah, blah. He would not be fucking sixth in line prop. 
to play for Queensland. Mm. Oh, maybe he's moved up one since Petro's gone. Yep. But honestly, ridiculous. And you know, Papali, you know, he's 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 going well. He's only twenty. You know, maybe in the future it might be an issue for him. But I think that he'd be more likely, you know, take the five grands now for Kiwis and just fucking Tony Carroll it later. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Get your fifty grand. when you can get. Your I 50s. just find you know these sort of stories do make they make a lot of noise about them. But at the end of the day, like as far as back rowers go, Queensland's fairly set. Yeah, because yeah. you know they blooded Tio this year. Mm-hmm. We've got Thayde Miles, Taylor. Fucking God knows why, but he's still getting a run. Mm-hmm. Tio's there. Yep. Fuck me, dead. Ashley Harrison. Ashley Harrison still around. Yeah. He, you know, and they're not the Dallas Johnson. You just keep Look, fucking going yeah, forever and, and, and Queensland do stick with incumbents. I mean, you know, maybe they'll blood him in five years' time and... Yeah. You know, he could have played a lot of test matches at five grand a pop. Yeah, and also, you've got Cassiano. He's under the pump to make a final decision as well because they're saying that it could turn into this big standoff where Cassiano is named in both the Kiwis and the Kangaroo squads after the grand final's done and dusted. Well, that'd just be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Tony Kemp, who's the high-performance general manager for the New Zealand Rugby League. What a fucking tough job he'd have. Yeah, he said uh, he's hoping to hear from Cassiano about his representative plans today, meaning Wednesday. If he doesn't, he's going to proceed on the basis that he has pledged his future to the Kiwis in writing and name him in the test squad to face the Kangaroos in Townsville on October 13th. Seriously, though? High performance yeah. manager for New Zealand. He should have been sacked a just, long time ago. What's he just having coffee with Benji every Wednesday? That's it. Well, no, he's just, he basically... Benji's like, should we invite Kieran for him? He's like, mate, this is a high performance group? Yeah, as in... Just me and you, Benji. That's in, it. As in you've got to be high on drugs. To think that's actually... <laughs> <laughs> and get the munchies and go to McDonald's at 3am and do some fucking boxing rounds. Um, anyway... So Australia, they're expected they're going to do the same thing. I don't think Australia really particularly needs to name Cassiano. Uh, you know, so, like seriously, they, all these bitches are going to be regretting it next year when Sunny Bill comes back and they've got the opportunity to be in the dressing room. Sunny Bill comes out of the shower. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying they're going to regret that Australia's Australia slash Queensland. Then, are ya? Yeah. So what they're saying is, I'm um, going to be all steamy. He's gonna be there. Next year's gonna be next year's gonna be fucking unbearable when that idiot's playing again. Steamy and towel. Oh, I look forward to every east. In the steam. I look forward to every rooster's recap next year. I really do. Steam and stuff. It's gonna be a delight. Terry toweling. So there's a mooted eligibility rule that's gonna prevent players who move to Australia after the age of 15 from playing state of origin. Um, but he's also saying that won't bring it in. That won't stop them representing Australia though. Oh I mean, fucking hell! But, but Australia, but Australia, you know, likes people to be uh, to be eligible for Origin. If you they, can't they play for a state spot. within Australia, well, how can you play for Australia? I oh, know, I know. Fucking hell! I oh, know. It's a joke. It's ludicrous, Nathan. It is. It is absolutely ludicrous. And I'm, and quite frankly, as a as a member of the West Tigers, I'm disgusted in it. Your membership's running out, hasn't it? Has it? Yeah. I, th- I see the emails that they that they want me to renew. And I, <laughs> oh, the timing I, was impeccable. I don't, I don't the club's in the biggest crisis of its history, and it's like, hey, can we have some money, please? <laughs> yeah, and I'm and and I'm not sure what their sales pitch is because I see the the subject line and just fucking delete it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm fucking, sure it's I'm sure with it's the great timing value. of a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I'm sure it's delightful though. I'm sure that I'm sure that our membership will have its rewards next year. If they're sponsored in by lols. If they were paying in lols. <laughs> yeah, if they're paying in lols.
recaps 2012 Telstra finals series. And we had the preliminary finals last weekend. And unfortunately, on the Friday night game, the Melbourne Storm 40 defeated the Manly Sea Eagles 12. The points, there was a double to Cronk, a double to Slater. Uh, Chambers, Bromwich, Proctor got tries. Cameron Smith ended up with five of eight, which is a crazy statistic because he looked like he was going to get zero from three. He looked like he was going to get one from 10 the way he was going. (laughs) And uh, and Widop got a goal as well. Uh, Manly, all points, Jamie Lyon, two tries, two goals. Is there anyone having a dig, Jamie Lyon? Yeah, well, there were a couple having a dig, but Jamie Lyon was, yeah, certainly he was one of the three or four, for sure, and he was certainly the best of the ones that were having a dig. I mean, well, the most successful because he actually, you know, got fucking points on the board, but holy fucking hell, what, what a you bunch got to of say, buddy? Players. Well, I mean, there's... sad that the you, you, no you know team, you know, every team's got a performance like that in them over the course of a season. Sad. Not even over the course of a season, though. This is this is literally over the course of me watching them play since like fucking. 19, this is 80, the worst they've played. 1982 or 1983. No, it's probably it's probably not. But like you know, I can't remember every single game that I've ever watched. You know, you only tend to you know, literally you ask you ask me about games that happened through the 90s, and you know I can remember some finals games and obviously grand finals and uh, you know the games that had incidents like you know when um when uh, Ian Roberts beat the shit out of Gary Jack and like games that I personally attended. I mean those games I'll remember. Yeah, but that's no, like, back you to know, this game where so, you lost 40 to 12. Yeah, so I mean, this is the thing I mean, you don't remember, but I, for me, it's definitely the worst performance since, um, like the club, came, the, the split of the merger, and it's actually it's probably it's probably worse than any performances the Northern Eagles had, and in that I include a game where the Northern Eagles in the last round I can't remember what year it was, but it was the final round, and if they won, they were going to scrape into the eight in the uh, in the first or second year I think it was, and it was at Brookvale and they ended up getting beaten by like sixty or had sixty put on them by like Penrith who were like close to the bottom if not the bottom, and like so I rate it worse than that. Jesus, because it's this is the thing Melbourne Storm have got nothing to do with this game. It could have been fucking Parramatta. It could have been it could have been any it could have been under it could have been the fucking West Mitchie under sevens. Could have been the West Tigers. It could have been the West Tigers. It could very well have been West it could, literally could have been any team in the comp, any team in the New South Wales Cup and probably any Toyota Cup side. Cara Nuns? I mean who's the who's the worst fucking Toyota Cup side? I mean Titans had billions of points put on them towards you know, the end of the season. West Tigers grand finalists. Yeah, well we will actually we'll, we'll touch on that later on actually. Because uh yeah, Cora Bedictieri, he uh he got a hat trick. Corey Bateri. He actually he got a hat trick in that game, but we'll get back to that. Um, so yeah, I mean, of course he did. Like it's it's quicker. It's it's easier to list the players that actually had to go. I mean, like Melbourne Storm, they did what they had to do. But I think in this final series, they haven't been tested, and we'll probably get to it when we talk about the grand final. But I don't, they haven't been tested yet because South imploded, but fucking Manly imploded far worse, and they weren't forced into imploding either. I mean, this was completely unforced shit. Um, and the the players I'm going to give credit to, if a player's not mentioned on this list then the player can, can uh, assume that they played like a fucking retard. So, um, Jamie Lyon goes without saying, legend. God among men. Brett Stewart, I thought he tried, he tried pretty hard, played pretty well. And his defence certainly saved many, many more points being scored. Um, Joe Nood, as always, legend, unheralded player. Uh, and it's incredible to me that, you know, was it in 2008 that Russell Crowe told him he should go and be a priest? And then he went and had a Parramatta grand final in 2009. Yeah. And he's won a, won a grand final in 2011 and still playing like an absolute... Gen- like, he, he's not a he's not a, a flashy player, but fucking he's a forward that actually runs, tries to run through the line every time he carts a ball up. And, and, and such does a, a fairly valuable, good job of it. Yeah, and just like such a valuable player. I wish they'd stand him a couple of places to the left 
and you know, and had a bench T Rex and let not let Nud have a go because he he smashed through him just as easily, I think, just because he actually runs with a run up and you know runs with some passion and shit. Um, who else am I going to mention? Maybe I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt to uh, Darcy as well because. He actually, it didn't seem like he made any mistakes and he actually, like, he's actually improved as the years gone on. And um, when you've got guys like Jason King dropping the ball, like, fucking, like, from the pass from dummy half, not even in a tackle, just dropping it twice. And he had things like Glenn Stewart um, knocking the ball on at the back of a scrum. And he had T-Rex, you know, just fucking gronking it up, like, just every time he was within 10 metres of the ball, something Drop happened. Drop mo. Drop mo, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, and I have a feeling that they're like, it just seemed like they, I mean, I think they were pretty tired. It's been a tough... Uh, very very tough season, but you know, you had tough a lot thing to, to do to back to, up a premiership victory, Nathan. And you had a lot. West that, Tigers two thousand and six can testify to that fact. Had a lot. Of, yeah, I mean, they flicked the two thousand five premiership. Let's be fair. I'll fucking kick you in the nuts. <laughs> I will. But I mean, they seem to be. And and the thing is, I think they really. Oh, they've been playing injured for so long, and they've been getting away with it. And I just think that they just that they thought they could do it forever. But to me, it seemed like Glenn Stewart was definitely injured. To the point where I don't think he would have played if it was a like a if it was a regular premiership round, and you know I think he probably wouldn't have played. I think Watmo was probably uh, maybe not as bad, but close. Then you had that still knocked up to Jason, the eyeballs, yeah, probably Jason King. He probably wouldn't have played if it had you know if it was a, a regular round, and he shouldn't have played because I mean he was fucking terrible. Um, and then Matai actually the first legitimate injury that he's had in fucking like, in as long as I can remember. Clearly blew a hamstring. Clear, clearly blew a hamstring. And rather than like you know, there was no option. Who are you going to hook him for? Put T Rex out there. Fuck out of here. Um, yeah. So let's play a guy with one leg, and that's where nearly all the Melbourne's points came from. So fucking genius. I mean, yeah. You know, why wouldn't you put Dean Vare in the on the on the bench or something if there were yeah. players, if you knew players that were dodgy? Because Dean Vare was in the side, but then he was a late withdrawal. I mean, so it wouldn't have. You know. Look, I think. Um Oh, and old Melbourne. he was okay too. I mean, he wasn't. You know, he didn't have much to do out there on the right, but um, you know, he, he was. You know, not disgraceful. I think Manly they had their worst performance of the season, as I said, and and at the same time, I think Melbourne's attack, um, with the exception of Cam Smith's goal kick, I think Melbourne's attack <laughs> they capitalised on the opportunities that were presented to them. They played their same robotic um, field position. Um, and possession game yep. and the opportunities that Manly presented them with were just like gold to them I mean because I, mean, um, I think they had ended up having like you know somewhere between 67 and 70% possession yeah. across the just, entire game you can't give them that much ball no, um, some exactly. of the tries they scored were, were spectacular um, and that was a result of, of having so much ball and so much good field position they just wore Manly into the ground um, to I be fair Manly were worn into the ground after the first set of six <laughs> and I think Cooper Cronk um he had a great game and it just makes you wonder where the fuck did Cooper Cronk come from? Like he he's come from not Melbourne. nowhere. Sorry? Not Melbourne. Definitely doesn't come from <laughs> Melbourne. But <clears throat> he's come from nowhere to become probably the most dominant halfback in the NRL. Hmm. Is there a more dominant halfback in the NRL? I'm, than just, trying, I'm just I'm just running it through running through the rain. It's not DC. Possibly not. Poss- possibly not. Thurston's playing 5'8". Yeah, and he's, and he's, he's not dominant He's anyway. not a patch on Cronk this season. As I said last week, you know, been henceforth proven he's an average player anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, he doesn't go in that. Um, so, he's, he's from... Cronk, like, have they got a halfback? Of course what's, he, what's he from? Like, Brisbane North or something? Yeah. And I don't, I'm not, I, he was to, running around there and... I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't I don't know where he came from, but he did end up at Brisbane North and therefore through the feeder system to, yeah. to Storm, yeah. Just, yeah, it's amazing. He's not like a highly touted lower... You know, like, 
junior that's come through yeah. the ranks or whatever. And he's even been playing, like, you know, even since he's been playing first grade, he's never been, you know, it's just like the last maybe two years where he's sort of taken a bit more, uh, maybe yeah. it's because they've had to leak a few players and, you know, a bit more of the focus has sort of come on his shoulders and, you know, he goes from there. Um, Jamie Lyons lost none of his speed. Which is surprising. When Slater made that break, to, he doesn't to, look like he doesn't look like a Maserati. But he definitely doesn't. But he he, he pulled away from from Slater. I when mean, he made the break, he um, there was no one with him. You know, no yeah. one was catching him. But also when Slater made his break, he came yeah. from the other side of the field and and yep. got to him. Yep. Yeah, Slater, it, fair enough. Slater still scored, but he's the only dude. He's the only dude fucking playing out there. I mean, you know, hundred percent. Just having having an absolute. And he's team. supposed to have, and he's supposed to have like a, a, a high calf strain as well. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that shit was healed up. So no. despite that, he's still yeah ridiculous. And like he looked every bit as quick as what he did in at Para in buddy yeah. 2001. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. When they made, you know when he just was untouchable. Yep. I love so. the guy, and I think, and I, I he he demands to be uh, the sole sole captain next year as well. And rightfully so. Fuck you, Jason King. Another video rest like debacle with the with Slater's oh. first try. Possibly, um, they probably say it's like they're getting worse every week too. That's probably the worst really one I've is, ever seen. It really is, and that's, you know, we'll get to it, um, you know, when we touch on the grand final, but, you know, the the, the commission's got a, a big off-season ahead as far as what they do to get this right. I don't think NRL fans are going to put up with another season of this bullshit. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking revolt. The thing is, now, it's, 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 you know, now it's even like, you know, where there's, there's no doubt whatsoever. I mean, like, if you only had the front viewpoint, like if you're looking from the dead ball line towards the try line... Mm. You could see Slater, and you could see the arm, and you could go, oh, yeah, you know, it's hard to say. But then when you see that side-on viewpoint coming from the infield out, and you just, clearly, you just see, it just drops the ball, and you're like, fucking what? Yeah. I mean, it, uh, I don't know, it's, it's had a, a huge effect on this game, but, you know, if a team loses a grand final yeah. on a decision like that, regardless of who it is, and regardless of what you think of those respective teams... Yeah. That's a fucking travesty, and that's yeah. not what the game should be about, and that's not what people follow the game for. Yeah, you know, I'm wild enough when to lose fucking uh, like a round two yeah. game, like on yeah. some bullshit and you have like been that. Last season against yeah. Parramatta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But can Still you, can you imagine? Yet. You imagine it? Well, yeah, because I mean, it's fucking it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. It's Jay Montana shit. It's disgraceful as that Green Bay Packers. You see the Green Bay Packers versus the Seahawks one yesterday or the day before? Yeah, that's... That was fucking look, if tremendous. They, if that billion-dollar enterprise can't get it right, I don't know what fucking... Well, the, the but the, but, no, the, but the thing is, they have replacement refs at the moment because the owners didn't want to agree to, like, I think it was like a pay thing dispute with the proper refs, so they got yeah. replacement so refs. So what do they just give some so, homeless dudes jobs? Well, they must have in, some experience. In any case, it's not like the NRL where these are supposed to be the, you know... It's, Pinnacle. It's not like we got you know Perinara and fucking Luke Phillips in the you know and and uh, that bird the, the badger bird yeah. in, in the box you know we got these guys are supposed to be the fucking top line referees and they're still behaving like imbeciles. Um, so well, yeah. Melbourne earned their spot in the grand final. They um, they took on their nemesis. Um, they they had the advantage of a of a hometown crowd, and unfortunately, Manly didn't offer much resistance, and and that's the school I'm ended up with. And um. And just give the final game for a couple of manly players, and in the uh, in the uh, the esteemed colours um, to Dean Varo, I wish him all the best over at Penrith. Uh, always remember his hat trick on debut against the Cowboys in Townsville, and he could have scored four if he didn't like throw a charity try off to to Wangman after he'd got his hat trick. Um, Aldi. Michael Oldfield, uh, he's going to the Roosters. Uh, hopefully, he gets more first grade time over there. Um, never forget the eighty minutes. 
80th minute try he scored to sink the Sharkies in 2011 that also spawned the Sharkman 05 incident. Uh, so it's very critical to the, to the development of this show. Um, and also, you know, well done in the semi against the Cowboys last week with a with a powerful and uh, critical double uh, of, of ultimately fair tries. And um, and Darcy, of course, my mate Darcy last week, best luck with the Eels. I think he'll be back someday. Uh, he's, he's a manly boy through and through. And um, Clearly, he's, no, just, he's leaving the club. He's just going to, uh, well, he, you know what he's doing? Superannuation. Exactly. Well, it's not superannuation, but it's only like his second. This will be his third year of uh, once Parramatta kill his career, it'll be fucking superannuation. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and if I haven't mentioned any departing manly players, uh, you know, too bad, so sad. It's probably because I don't want to fill this up with C bombs. Um, let's move to. Oh, sorry, one more thing before I hit Twitter. I've, I almost fucking forgot. I don't know if you saw it uh, on Facebook or on Twitter, but um, our friend or my friend Bones. The uh, possibly, or certainly one of the two most your friend. Uh, most loyal Manly Definitely fans in terms of travelling to games. A uh, friend of mine. This this guy uh, has, a cock. has missed one or two. He missed one game through injury, like a back injury that actually happened uh, after the Newcastle game. He went on Brookvale over and was kicking goals and slipped on his back and fucked his back. So he missed the next home game. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I think he's missed two games in at least like probably the last two or three seasons. And which means he's, you know, he sort of went to the World Club Challenge. He's been to all the Kiwi games, Townsville, like everywhere, Perth uh, against the Warriors uh, a couple of months ago. Um, he got on the field at the Melbourne Storm game on the weekend, on sorry, on Friday night, uh, for the half-time uh, passing and kicking competition. And the prize was to win like a year supply of Anzac biscuits. And he ultimately won, and it was his big like one-metre slab of like, Anzac biscuit. So fuck it, you know, good on you, Melbourne Storm. You're clearly throwing the prizes around. But... Fucking Anzac biscuits. Yeah, I know. Random, right? Um, so... <laughs> The videos on the videos on Facebook. I'll see if it's on YouTube. Someone's put it Anyone on YouTube. Anyone knows Bones knows he's a nice Vovo kind of guy. <laughs> but he got on the field anyway, and they had some guy. I can't remember who he was. Some some uh, like maybe a guy a fat pizza or something like that. Bit doing the emceeing, and um, and it comes to Bones, and and he's he's got the microphone, and he's like says, you know, ask him, you know, what's your name? Puts the microphone in Bones' face. Half time at Melbourne Storm, twenty five thousand people in attendance, and he goes forty nil. <laughs> <laughs> magnificent magnificent and then the next guy um, I think it was Jason who was, who was asking, going to ask his name when he asked his name he didn't put the microphone in front of his face he just sort of he heard it and then he said <laughs> and then he said it so he obviously spoiled it for everyone but um, that tremendous effort from Bones uh, and you know certainly the travelling that guy does just definitely deserved a better a better night than that and he's going for the storm in the grand final just because you know hates Desi that much so it's well, tough. We'll talk about that and we'll talk about the grand final. Baines is a cock. It's tough. Um, Twitter, Eddie NZ. Seems like every team bowing out of the finals has played their worst footy of the season. It's it's possible. I think, I think you know, I don't think the Cowboys played their worst footy of the season. I mean, they were fairly close, but certainly Souths in both their games, they weren't, they weren't much good, but we'll get to South anyway. Canberra, yeah, well, you, know, they, you know, they had a win and a loss, so... Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough, you know, fairish. I see where you come from. Random hammer. Maybe if the ball was made of steel knocks, Manly would have held onto it. Possibly. Let's go on hash junkies, hash sex pests. Then we've got... Uh, Agreed. JR underscore buff. He tweeted this one to George Rose and us, and he said, uh, looks like you can, George Rose, looks like you can carbo load all you want now. Let yourself go. It's been a long season. Hash Macca's run. <laughs> uh, warm S underscore... Said, I honest, I can't honestly believe Manly played that bad. No excuses whatsoever. That was a performance fit for a bottom play side. I would incline to agree. 
GT351 underscore Johns. Congrats, Storm. Played well. Will be hard to beat. Manly left their worst for tonight. Shame the refs will again be the talking point. Um, the so, ma- see, sometimes he comes out with some really rational, logical sort of shit. Usually, I find after games, he usually has two tweets. Ah. And his first one's just like fucking gronk, 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 gronk. And then he has he settles down, has the time to think about it. Maybe like, you know, he stops drinking and yeah, he starts to sober up a bit. Takes a Vincent's powder. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe it's like the tweet before he starts hitting his ouzo. I don't, I don't know. Uh, the Mango X. Wow, what a time to play the shittest game of the season. Hash, disappointing. Hash, fuck off T-Rex. Hash, Tigers in decline. <laughs> Need a beater. Maybe we should have spent less time shopping today. And then she's putting in brackets. My Instagram was full of pics of manly players showing the shit they got. And I did, I saw that as well. I saw guys like, uh, well, it was actually mostly, it was actually guys that played okay, like Lusick and, and uh, Nullivau. Tafua, though, yeah, he was one of them as well. Um, yeah, they just went to like a, a Nike outlet or something, somewhere down there at, in Melbourne and just fucking went ballistic with shoes and shit they bought. Well, unless they traded their hands and feet in for whatever they got from the Nike shop, I don't think that you can use that as an excuse. Yeah, exactly. Unless I caught shoplifting and, you know, it was like, you know, Shari thing where they literally chopped their, chopped hands, their off. hands off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which no, would indicate why they played that way, but yeah. I don't think that was the case. <laughs> Naju, Manly show yet again what masters they are at rugby league. Oh, Teams can only play this poorly on purpose. Hash two-year plan, hash Manly 2013. It's very... I find it very interesting Nathan it's a credit to you a- that you managed to get through such a successful life and achieve so many things every day mm-hmm. and every week mm-hmm. with that cockhead Nigel clinging so hard <laughs> to your testicles hey it was a cold winter kept me warm unbelievable <laughs> mad dog underscore no space thank fuck manly are out twitter will be gronk free till next season hash girly sea eagles hash fuck manly well, unless you're planning to take a holiday now because Manly are in the <laughs> final, son. <laughs> you're, um, you're actually you're making a very strong case to you know for Gronk of the Year. Um, Luke Shark, 74. Tonight's Benji Marshall goal-kicking goal kicking masterclass presented by Cam Smith. Hash, yeah, it's a bit that way. Hash fucking woeful. Hash Tigers in decline. <laughs> uh, Jay, the Tigers have been out of the competition for two or three weeks at this point. They're still getting Tigers in decline. Yeah, but you know what? This show's still happening and I'm still here. Yeah, so. yeah. And you've still got it's a heart. Keep coming. You've still got a heart, and it's still fun to stick daggers into it. <laughs> J Baby Royal. Fuck, I hate lying, but you got to give it to the man. He steps up when needed. Uh, Dragons underscore Red V. Seriously, the quality of refs has turned me off league big time. I've always loved the game, but lately it's come second to NFL. Sad. Yes, yeah, T- very sad. TBI Penguin. Just as Foran was labelled a cheat, let me label Billy Slater a dirty, cheating piece of shit. No one said that ever. Oh, wait. <laughs> Tall Hayden. Some of these manly players look like they're, they're playing for a West Tigers contract. <laughs> and let's move on to the next game. God knows they need some players. Yeah. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 32, defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 8. The tries to the Dogs went to uh, double to Parrott. Uh, Wright, Inu, Pritchard, Eastwood got tries as well. Inu was 4 of 7 on the goals. And uh, the Rabbitohs. Uh, try to Luke and two from two from Adam Reynolds in front of a crowd of just over 70k so that's pretty good good crowd it was pretty good in, Massive pretty, crowd. pretty good atmosphere I thought, the, I thought the crowd was was really good and like you say provided a great atmosphere for the game two Sydney based clubs and that, so they should have got out and supported them um I think the dogs were giving him a massive leg up when uh, Adam Reynolds went down with his hamstring injury I think up till that point Sias uh, looked like they were actually, you know, warming to the task of the game, and I thought they was, you know, getting ready to 
gain some ascendancy and take control, but um, they put yeah. so much... Who knew that there was so much emphasis in their game on a fucking 19-year-old halfback? Because he, you know, for the first half, at least the first half of the season, he wasn't anything more than just a warm body in the line and someone yeah. kick goals. So somewhere he's become a guy that actually controlled this team a bit. So, you know, bodes well for for next year. But I think the, I think the Rabbitohs were absolutely robbed. Once, you know, obviously, just by, just by cruel fate with the injury to Reynolds. I mean, that certainly... Um, Ended any opportunity they had to score points. Just the also, reshuffle with with Luke having to go into the halves and then Pete's. Yeah, and, and Pete's is Pete's is a good dummy half. And he's, he's Luke, done the, he's done the job, but Luke has been on the next level shit yeah. the last two weeks when he's been a dummy half, like next level shit. Like he's been playing like the way that you know you remember that Luke played before yeah. he started concentrating on you know smacking people in the head and the tackles a and short you know, Kiwi yeah. version of Paul Gallen circa two thousand eight slash 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 Jake the Muss. Yeah, that'll be. <laughs> Slash Uncle Bully. Um, so, yeah. But also, fucking referees again. This was, I mean, you know, people... This is the beautiful thing of being on the record week in, week out, is everybody who listens to the show knows how I feel about the Rabbitohs. They, they know I fucking hate them. And I think they shouldn't have come back and been readmitted into the competition. Yes. That's, that's, that's how I feel. I've stated on many occasions, and I've stated through the course of this show this year and through the finals that I don't rate the South. I don't think that they should have even been in the finals. They're not a finals quality team. But they were absolutely fucking rorted by a passage of play when they were leading 8-6 at the time, I believe. Or 8-4, was it? And they were rorted by that fucking eight-point try. The first, yeah, it started with the eight-point try. It was a fair try, no doubt about it. Worth definitely worth four points. The conversion was missed. It should what have been. What the fuck is a hundred and ten kilo man supposed to do when he's running flat out? And didn't really even make that sort of contact with him. He kind of went over the top of him because he was clearly trying to pull out of it. Mm. Um, Steve Mathai had a similar situation at the end of two thousand and eleven, where he, he looked like he might have been suspended for the grand final because the same thing happened when he was trying to stop Yeah or someone scoring in the corner. And same thing, he tried to pull out of it, and you could see he was trying to pull out of it, and so he, you know, judiciary didn't do anything about it. On this occasion, what the fuck is what, what is Bird just meant what to do there? What is he supposed to do? And not only that, it's s- a contact sport, and it's a hard, one, probably the hardest sport um, outside of combat sports. Yeah, um, on the planet. Yeah. If if people are going to be penalised for that, and he didn't make the, the thing is he didn't make proper contact, and when you saw in the replay from the the rear angle when he went over over the top of him, he sort of hit him around the sort of hip and thigh mm. sort of region. But Parrot sort of looked up and gone to spring up. You know, celebrate a try, and then he's gone like, oh, and like laid down like, what can I fucking get for this? Yeah. Which is exactly what he did after the Matai, the, the, you know, in the first round of the finals. Mm. He is an absolute fucking cat of the highest order. Um, and yeah, I, I put on Twitter at the time, I said his new nickname is The Milkman. I like because it. Because he's the fucking milkman, and I said he would have been called Whiskers, but we already used it on Ben Cray. Yeah, fair call so, too. So yeah, The Milkman, absolute cat that plays for the dogs, and I just, you know... Just punch him in the fucking throat for being yeah, an absolute Yeah, it cunt. really did compound things, you know, after Reynolds' injury. So that was the first thing, because then that, that's actually what gave the dogs the lead at that point. They, yeah. they, were, they led 10-8. They missed the initial conversion from touch. So it, would, it went from, like, um, you know, a fair a fair 8-all to uh, they were behind 10-8. And then immediately after that, on the next set, they South got pinged for a high tackle. It, was, it never at any stage even went approach the head. Yep. It didn't even bounce up. It was, there was no, no contact whatsoever with the head. And then the dogs uh, put on a try right on half time. And so you've gone from... Uh, As a direct result of that field position. A de- direct result. So they've gone from uh, an 8-4 lead and in a space of like maybe two minutes of game time, three minutes yep. of game time, they're down 16-8. 
and they don't have Reynolds, so their their ability to, to score points to chase down a lead has gone. And you could see that that was just the end of them. You know, they were done at that point. Well, they're not a, a side, you know, a lot's been said about the, the lack of success for South Sydney over the last um, <coughs> fucking three decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that you could see that they, over the course of the season, they really warmed to the task and, and you know, started to fit with, with Maguire's coaching. Yep. Um, but coming back from that sort of adversity is something you've got to learn over time. And the fact that they, they haven't had the experience in the big games to, to put that sort of performance together, to pull a game out of the fire like that, they, they just drop their heads. And yep. unfortunately, you know, it was, it was too much to ask of them. I thought, having said that, Inglis still tried. Um, I think Sutton still had a go and Burgess as well, same as Mick Crocker, but... Yeah, Maguire's actually turned turned Sutton into into a semi-player at the moment. Yeah. And And getting better. Agreed. It's it's certainly given him consistency. It's fucking mystifying to me how that was even possible. Mm. I mean, you know, we've loved to kick him over the years. Well, you especially. But Dave Taylor, not speaking of people we like to kick. Oh, what a fucking horrible... Unbelievable. Like, any Titans fan that's rejoicing for him joining your club, have a fucking long hard look at yourself. The Titans must be absolutely... Because when things get tough for the Titans next season as they inevitably will, yep. they're going to have a pretty impressive roster, but every team has their ups and downs. Would you like that bloke next year in the trenches? You know, when the trenches already have like Jamal Idris in the trenches as well, I'd be like, how many more of these do we need? Yeah, like, ab- there's, no, there's no room for people that actually like, want to fight. Absol- these guys are just laying around. Absolute, absolute fucking liabilities. Unbelievable. Um, I just... The, the missed tackle on Eastwood was probably... That that passage of play, Eastwood went through. Dave Taylor missed the tackle, mm-hmm. and Greg Inglis is the guy that runs and chases to the bitter end mm-hmm. when the game's well and truly gone. Yep, and that's the fucking difference between a real Origin player and a guy that gets picked for Origin. And it showed that I mean, you know, for the for the first time in a long time, that Inglis is definitely you know at a club where he sort of feels like it's you know he sort of feels the passion for you know and really digging in. So. He's He's fucking phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal player. Last season, we, we gave him a lot of flack for being basically fat and unfit. Yep. And that didn't really change much over the course of the season. He had a big off-season. He, he started the season looking really fit, and he's had a great year. And South, of, well, their success has been in large part off the back of what he's been able to do. He's been unstoppable in patches in games this this season. And, you know... It's not just because he's a, he's a gifted athlete and he's a, he's a fucking magnificent rugby league player. It's plays like that where you chase down a guy that, you know, the game's over. You've got every right to give up and start thinking about Bali. Yeah. As Dave Taylor probably did it at about the 50th minute mark. And he chases to the bitter end and, and you know, wasn't that far off actually stopping him getting the ball down. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Dave Taylor, he's, he's going to the Titans. I suspect his head's been there for a couple of weeks, but... He, um, <clears throat> you know, like I said, any Titans fan that's rejoicing um, for him joining the club, then Cartwright's got a lot of work to do with him. And, I, you know, his attitude was a big reason why things fell out with him at the, at the Broncos. Um, that hasn't happened at South. He's, he's still been held in high regard, but some of his performances in recent times have been pretty ordinary, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Um, the Dogs, to their credit, they got the scent of victory um, once that little passage of play um, came off for them before half-time and, and they really ran away with it. It was impressive that they showed a, a real killer instinct 
and put South to the sword as as a good side should. Um, as we mentioned, some some of the ridiculous refereeing decisions we we speak about them every week. The eight point trial was one. That penalty that that South got for Morris blocking on yeah, that, that kick. Yeah, that, that, like, that's come pretty... on, man. If we're giving penalties for that. And that's yeah, that 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 happens every single bomb of every single game, yeah. every single and week. That why ever is that? Happens. Why is that one get picked? Yeah, I don't you know. know. It wasn't even a particularly bad case. Yeah. of of someone running someone off the yeah. ball. and um, and just while we're talking about other decisions as well, that decision for the other other parrot try as well. If that's a fucking try, I mean, mm. if, if Jared Hayne didn't score that try in Origin, yeah, then Sam Perry didn't score that fucking try because yeah, it was agreed. absolutely identical. A lot of people were blowing up about the pass. Yeah, the pass was far, pretty far forward too. Yeah, but see, I mean, the, the step of the foot on the sideline kind of overshadowed that a bit. The pass, but he, it, was, he it was still, it was still th- I, definitely. I still think forward. that was part of his boot touching the sideline. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was definitely thrown pretty far forward that pass too. Yeah. But I think the the whole foot on the sideline thing became the focus. So a lot of people, you know, yeah. then went back to it later. But um, and you know, the forward pass, it's you know, it's spilt milk anyway. At that point, I mean, how, how about call Greg it. Eastwood though? He yeah. threw that pass to set up the try, <laughs> yeah. busted through and set up Pritchard, Pritchard for his try, try yeah. and then scored the try at the death. Like, yeah. he's had a pretty impressive game. Pretty good game, yeah. <laughs> it's certainly, certainly a better Remember game. Remember when he came back and he'd been playing prop in England? And, he, and when he played that game for um, for New Zealand against Australia, yeah. which was his first game that he played back, and he just looked like this gigantic fucking Idris, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> gigantic Dave Taylor player. <laughs> He's turned it around. And he had, a, you know, he had some really good touches in that game. George Rose like saw the footage yeah, of that yeah. game and said, "Motherfucker, you fat." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that guy's a fat prick. <laughs> so yeah, um, do you have anything else you'd like to say about the game itself? No, um, I'm South done. Sydney were robbed. Um, unfortunate for the. Uh, I, I don't know that South Sydney were robbed. I think they were hard pressed to to win the game, as it was. But um, and I don't want to sound too South friendly. Cause I don't well, want, you are. You're at the risk of sounding that. Don't get the impression I'm being South friendly. Because I was going to say, did you watch all the Channel Nine coverage for that game, or did you just pop in at kickoff? Just at kickoff. So you missed. You didn't watch it from seven thirty from all that shit that was no. happening. Oh my god, the fucking montages and the old historical South shit and playing the South. You know the rabbits victory song and shit. It was an absolute rabbitos wank fest, and it made me sick to my stomach. Um, you know, someone on Twitter actually makes a comment about it that you know it's possibly true, but I thought it was it was really ridiculous the way that Channel Nine were trying to push the South uh, South uh, wheelbarrow. Around. Yeah, they really were, and you know, it's probably it's it's poor poor journalism or poor coverage from the media when you've got a side that's it's just. I know you won't agree, but the Bulldogs, what the Bulldogs have done this season is a good story, and. You know they deserve as much coverage as, as what South Sydney do, um, just because South have been fairly unsuccessful for my lifetime. That yep. doesn't mean that they should get saturate saturation in the media. They should I, get I anything. They should get nothing. As I said, they shouldn't even be in the comp. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm happy to say it should be an even spread. <laughs> Twitter, Bemson Meister. A few years ago, a Dogs versus Storm final would have been decided by a trolley dash around Harvey Norman. Hash cheats. Ah, uh, pop. SH, that's R-P-O-P-S-H. Great crowd tonight, 70K. If it's half and half, that's a shitload of fuckhead South fans. Three quarters of the Redfern Centrelink office. Ouch. It's funny, there wasn't that many tweets about this game. People kind of then switched their focus to what it meant for the grand final. Yeah. Um, Southo Dan, how much did the Titans fork out, in brackets, LOL fork, for, <laughs> for Taylor? Um, I can be lazy and miss tackles for a lot less. 
Tandy's hot tips. Get your turbans, kebabs, and knives ready. Canterbury are playing in this year's NRL Grand Final. Hash ain't got shit on Muslim riots. Uh, Scotty Eel. I'd hate for someone to step on my right nut as hard as the milkman just stepped on the sideline. Amen. Hash, sort the shit out, NRL fuckheads. DJ X Plane. This could have been the record for combined player salaries in a grand final. Maybe still is. Hash cheats and hash thieves. Oh, uh, three card magic trick. Souths were unlucky to, unlucky to lose Reynolds. Changed the game, no doubt, but we were the better team on the night. Bring on the GF! Exclamation, 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 exclamation. Uh, a Frenchie 91. And refs screw another game with their shit calls. Three final games in a row with major screw-ups now. Fuck this at NRL. Yeah, it has been a really bad light on the on the final series. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, there was, you know, on the whole season, really. But. There, were, there were some poor things that happened uh, all season long, but it seems like they really have saved the monumental fuck-ups to last. Mm. Like, I don't think the season had... Well, did the season have anything individually as one. bad? Yeah, okay, that was pretty bad. Yeah, fair enough. Um... And what do we got? Scotty Yeal again. Did Cassiano spend his week off at KFC as he always looked that fat all year? Hash athletes in decline. He's a big man. Yeah, he Cassiano. is. He is. Uh, and just just quickly, uh, the Toyota Cup match. West Tigers defeated the Chooks to make the grand final. Yes, they and did. And I said uh, Kurabi Takiri got a hat-trick. And uh, also on the what weekend... players do? We had another game. Uh, we had the uh, Australian Prime Minister's 13 team. They uh, scratched out a 24-18 to 18 victory over Papua New Guinea yeah, at Lloyd Robson. scored a try in the last Lloyd seven or eight minutes, I think, to, to win it. It was actually like the last one minute. Was it? Yeah. The the um, the Kummels scored with about seven minutes to go to, okay. tie, to tie it up. It was 18-all. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and so it was 18-all at that point. Uh, Lockie Coote uh, put up a, a crossfield kick. Uh, Uate uh, got it. He uh, outlept the, uh, his opponent. And... Um, and basically, the ball got knocked to the ground uh, off the Papua New Guinea player. Uate reached out, got his hand on the ball, scored the try. Uh, Scotty Prince converted it, and uh, that was uh, the victory for Australia, 24 points to 18. It's funny, though. Um, uh, Australia, they raced out to a pretty good lead. They were midway through the first half. They were out to a 12-0 lead. And the Kumuls, of course, you know, as they are, they, they don't have any overseas-based players in their side no. at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they came back well. Um, Australia ended up... Uh, Going you know twelve four and then sixteen four in front and um and now eighteen four ahead at, at half time so the Kumuls really dug deep to get back into the game and goal kicking really did cost them dearly as well because uh I think uh, where are we they had uh, one goal they had uh, what five tries no four tries four tries and one goal and Australia yeah four tries four goals imagine how fucking nuts the crowd would have been going yeah with a close game like that. Yeah, well, they go crazy when they're getting done 188 nil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I don't have a crowd figure here, but I would imagine that whatever the crowd figure would be, it would probably be fairly inaccurate because um, you know, there'd be a lot of guys. It's just sixteen thousand, around sixteen thousand passionate rugby league fans. So, not bad. Well done once again to the guys for winning the game. I mean, uh, gee, it would have been a famous victory if uh, if the Cornwalls could have got over the line. Manly fans can't cross a fucking bridge with the Cornwalls can. Fucking walk the Kokoda track through a jungle, 15 fucking swamps. Because that's where the football field where they played. And no shoes to get to a game. Because that's where the football field was, where this was played, right? Middle of the Kokoda track, Nathan. Okay, cool. I'll have you believe. There you go. It's not even really a field, it's an airstrip. (laughs) Excellent. Um, So, yeah, you know, I thought we'd just have to just mention that game. Uh, Good on Australia. Australia. Good on the Kummels. Australia Q, I think they probably would have been if you're going in Australian ABC. 
yeah. kind of level. I mean, because I think they pretty much had the entire... Ryan played for him. Exactly. And, they had, and, and Scotty Prince... They're starting to pick Sharks players for Australia. Give me a break. Uate representing after his season. <laughs> they even had... Um, even Betty White was even playing in this game. Well, he was sort of selected. Best hitter uh, of the game. But actually, that, that, remind, that, that, that reminds me too. <laughs> he left the field after three minutes <laughs> with concussion. <laughs> um, uh, after coughing a heavy knock while making a tackle, oh so um, so he, he came back ten minutes later, but then he only lasted another two minutes before going off and not playing any further part of the so game. He played a total of five minutes. He had, he had two spells, totaling five minutes over about a, a, a twenty-minute period in the game. Quality so, play, too, no doubt. So quality, yeah, I bet he put together quality five minutes. So yeah, Betty White uh, has done nothing to dispel his uh, Betty Whiteness. <laughs> Previews, the 2012 Telstra Premiership National Rugby League Grand Final takes place on Sunday afternoon, of course, with the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs taking on the Melbourne Storm. So, the sides. I think the dogs named an identical side to last time. You've got Dean Hallettow sitting out there on uh, in 19th uh, in a 19 jersey. He deserves uh, a run. He does deserve a run, but whether he gets in, I'm not sure because um, Josh Jackson's, you know, he's gone from being like a benchy guy that sort of got in there because of necessity. Now he's actually in there and he's starting and he's playing well, so I can't see uh, him losing his spot. I think that uh, Dean Hallettow will literally, you know, he'll, he'll just be the, you know, that 18th man. Maybe in they case give him a happens. premiership ring. Yeah, well, you know. Maybe you can just buy that one on eBay. They have to win. <laughs> to right? they, they have to win. You know, they, they, no, no use worrying about that until they've actually... Yeah, it's like it's like Pete or whoever it was worrying about space for his Premier's tattoo. Yeah. Not necessary. Needless to say, that space is still available. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you could do something else. Um, so uh, Storm, they have a lot of players named. Uh, they've got their, their 17, and then going from there, they've got Cost Jason in 18, they've got Fanua in 19, uh, Vave in 20, and Anthony Quinn in 21. I dare say Anthony Quinn will not be taking the field in this game. Uh, Fanua potentially won't be either because I think Sisawaka is okay to. I think he's okay to go um, because he only injured himself in the warm up. I think last week. So, yeah. Um, that's the only way Fanua got on. He's Tim Maltzen it. Totally Tim Maltzen it. So I, I think I think he's going to be back. Um, so otherwise, I'd say their their side will be pretty much the same as it was as well. With you know, with the, just a quick change there of uh, Fanua and Sisawaka. Grand final day is always a special day. Um, regardless of what you think of these two sides, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of people saying they're not interested in watching the game. Yeah, and and it's and it's not players, it's not people that you know just from teams that you know have fallen in the finals either. No, like there's a there's a it's very not just manly fans. There's it's a like wide other fans. There's a wide spectrum of people who are not mm. interested in things. And you know it, they're both very hateable sides. I mean, they're the two sides in the history of the game that have um, cheated the worst as far as salary cap uh, has mm. been concerned, and who've been busted for it the worst. Um, you know, people have very, you know, long memories when it comes to things like that, you know, as, you know, for the same reason that Ben Johnson is, you know, stigmatised to this day as well. Yeah. Um, you know, people don't like to see cheating in, in uh, professional sports. Definitely. Uh, and, of course, it, you know, no doubt about it, it goes on certainly more than people are caught. But when someone's caught so conclusively as well, then, yeah, it takes, you know... It'll never be forgotten. Um, you know, Melbourne Storm have the opportunity to win their second premiership in their club's history and their first uh, in uh, this century. So that's, uh, you know, exciting for them. Bulldogs have already got one. But, you know, it's a long time ago. 
eight years. Yeah, a long time. They're probably due. They well, are, but longer uh, for Melbourne. You know, yeah. I mean, when you talk about that legitimate one, yeah, it's longer for Melbourne. I mean, they haven't won one since '99. There's a lot of lot of valid storylines to this game. Obviously, um, with everything that went on at the Bulldogs to get Des Hasler across, um, he's pretty much revolutionised the way they've played um, within an off season. Plus, a, a bit of a sketchy start to the season. Once it all clicked for them, um, when they get it right, their attack uh, with the, the interchange of passing amongst the forwards and the variations that they have on the fringes. Um, with the outside backs is, is almost impossible to defend against. There's so many options and variations depending on how the defence reacts. And um, I think next season we'll probably see a lot of other teams trying to take a leap, um, employing that you know that style of play or a variation thereof. Um, and that's a credit to Des Hasler and his coaching. I know you're loath to give him any credit, but it's very fucking impressive to watch. He's a piece a team. of shit. Sorry? He's a piece of fucking shit, that dude. Yeah, you've said that once or twice on the show. Um, I, I, I can't I, believe you don't mention it more often and, and voice your displeasure at the man. I piss on him. Um, Melbourne, they've you know their fans will have you believe they've been through a lot. I, I'd, I'd have you believe it's self-inflicted, but oh, of course, yeah, absolutely is. <clears throat> so I, I have no sympathy for them. The fact that they, you know, I guess for them it would be very satisfying having had their other premierships of recent times stripped, um, and and have you know to release players and, and build around Slater, Cronk and Smith. Um, three of probably the top five best players in the fucking world, yeah. mind you, but um, you know, the the fact that they've had to assemble a squad of, of role players around those three guys and, and they're in line to, to win a you know, a legitimate premiership, um, after everything that's gone on it would be very satisfying for them and their fans, I guess. Um, and, and that's another, you know, storyline which which will play out on the day. But you know, I'm looking forward to the game. I, I always look forward to Grand Final Day. Um, you know, as far as you know, my team's participation. I've seen it once in my fucking lifetime. So <laughs> I've, I've found a way to love Grand Final Day for what it is. Yeah. Um, not necessarily for my team's participation. <laughs> and <laughs> so, um, one of my best mates is a Bulldogs fan, um, and so I'll be uh, I'll be hoping the dogs get up uh, for him and. Uh, Obviously, hoping the Tigers, uh, under twenties and uh, New South Wales Cup teams get home. Yep. What about Me, yourself? Don't care. Do not give a, pick f- a winner. Don't give a fuck who wins. It's You're like going to pick a winner it, though. It's like AIDS versus cancer. Um, I think the Storm will. You're win. such a repugnant mole. It's like uh, you know, and you know what? For the fans, I'm, I'm really happy for the fans of both sides, except for the people, except for the ones who are cunts. But. Um, you know, we we know lots of fans from from both sides, and they're generally all top people. And so, I, you know, I really congratulate them because um, you know it is fun. Like grand final week's fun, and you know it's fun going to the grand final if you're lucky enough to have tickets and stuff like that. And it's fun to have meetups and you know all that sort of shit. That shit's awesome. And you know that's you know I would have loved to have done that again this year. I mean that's yeah. the part that I really miss. I mean like actually catching up with a lot of people. You know I was looking forward to catching up with, but um not Cambo. No, 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 never can, Um I only fucking saw him the other week at the Titans game. We talked oh, yeah, about. Sorry to hear, sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the teams themselves. The, off. the teams themselves, the, the coaching staff. Um, you know, I, I fucking despise them. They make me sick to my stomach. Uh, all, you know, all all players on all sides. I mean, they're not putting they're not putting the Ottoman in the in, the, in their side. 
which is the only possible reason that I could think to support any side over another. You see the Ottoman, uh, his little Twitter outburst. Yeah, that's fucking funny, Sears wasn't it? That's funny. And then people start getting bruised vaginas over, over the fact that he's gone hard on these idiots that were trying to rile him up. Yeah. And he's had to be like the guy that's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Bullshit, yeah, man. Fucking more, more power to you, man. They had it coming. And you weren't that bad. Amen. It wasn't like he was talking I- about reaching for the gas mask or anything. So, I mean, <laughs> you know... He kept it within reason. Um, so yeah, back to these Had sides. To uh, it's like it's like choosing it's like choosing AIDS versus cancer. I don't want either. Um, I don't care who wins. Um, e- whoever wins, we all lose. Um, and at the end of the day, as a rugby league fan, who are you going to pick to win the game, Nathan? Melbourne. Wow. I think. I just think that their their like structure uh, and defence can neutralise anything the Bulldogs can throw at them. Plus, I think their attackers. I mean, the Bulldogs are, are vulnerable to have points scored against them. I mean, they've they've led in some very easy tries over over the, the year and even over the final se- series. I think if um, Melbourne do win the game, I think they'll have the West Tigers to thank. I think the West Tigers uh, exposed the Bulldogs' frailties in their regular season game not a month or so ago. Which one? The one they lost or the one they lost? Uh, the, the second <laughs> one they lost. Uh, you know, quite uh, convincingly, quite reprehensively. Um, you know, with some dodgy refereeing decisions, but we won't mention those. Uh, I think, the, the, you know, the Tigers, you know, with Team Machine is no longer the coach there, but, you know, that was his, you know, final crowning glory, you know, a loss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, seriously, though, I think uh, I think the Bulldogs will be too good for the Storm. I think they'll, uh, I think it'll be a fairly tight game. It's probably going to be about um, eight to ten points in it. I don't think either team's going to blow the other out by any stretch and, uh, yeah, I think I just think the dogs will get home. Yeah, honestly, don't care about the game. Don't care who wins. Whoever wins, we all lose. And you know what? I think if you You've invest, said that. if you invest yourself in in the outcome of this game on the side of one team or the other, um, outside of a gambling thing, I mean, like gambling is great. You know, you get your money, and yeah, you know, it's a that's a great non emotional way of you know giving yourself some interest. I'll be having money on Ben Barber and Billy Slater as first try scorers. Yeah, see, I'm, I was thinking of throwing some uh, throwing some cash on maybe Hoffman as Clive Churchill. He tends to be able to jag a, jag a uh, man in the match performance mm. in games where there's um, you know where they're not blowout games. In, yep. bl- in blowout games, you know you're going to see like you know your Billy Slaters or you know Cooper Cronks getting the the awards. It just it yeah that it does tend to be a bit of a media darling a lot of the time. Yeah, but um Hoffman, I mean you know he's picked up some man in the match awards. I think he probably won the players. Player of the Year for the Storm in there. Okay. You know, I think he will. Um, West Tigers Junior. Ron Hoffman. Uh, and so I think yeah. I think he's probably good value for money. But yeah, of course you can always throw your you know your barbers and all that sort of stuff because if Canterbury win, then you know no doubt he'll have some you know role to play in it. Um, but yeah, the thing is, in, emotionally investing yourself in and you know jumping on a bandwagon and all that sort of shit. You know you know how I feel about people and their second teams and everything. They make me sick. But emotionally investing yourself in one of these teams winning the game is fraught with heartache. Because in a couple of years, it's going to be fucking asterisk anyway. So. <laughs> and there you have it. Let's move on. And that's the bottom line. Because <laughs> Stone Cold said so. All right. Um, just quickly, the under-20s uh, Toyota Cup is, is going to be the third-place Canberra Raiders versus the fourth-place West Tigers. I'm backing Canberra Raiders by a million here because uh, it is the one game on this day that I have interest in. Given the fact that uh, the fantastic Michael Cheekham for Canberra, who will be coming over to Manly next season, will be playing in this game, and so it makes it very interesting for me. And he's an absolute gun, and he's going to be the uh, the T Rex that we deserved, not the T Rex that we got. So we be T Rex 
and he also uh, could go by Ice Chi. And he's already he's on Twitter and he's already really interacted with Manly fans and everything. I don't think the fucking dude knows what's going to hit him when he comes over. I don't, he's gone from you know under twenties player feeling no love from the Raiders, and man, it's the second he signed on with us, the Manly got people on Twitter have just embraced the guy, and uh, I don't think he can he can't wait to get over the peninsula. He's going to love it, and so I hope he gets Are a hat trick. Are you fucking serious? What? Are you fucking serious? About what? It's a game between. The Canberra fucking Raiders. Yeah. And the West Tigers. Yeah. We've put blood, sweat, tears, heart and soul into the number one rugby league podcast <laughs> on the planet together, side by side. Yeah. In the trenches. Yeah. For fucking three seasons now. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going and with this? And my team <laughs> makes the under-20s grand final. <laughs> and you can't find it within yourself. If we were there, I'd go for the West Tigers take out some sort of fucking title this season. <laughs> when I sat there twelve months ago, yeah, in the midst of those fucking unwashed, pompous cocksuckers, <laughs> and cheered for your team because you're like a brother to me. And this is what we come to. Yeah, but it's well, not. It's fuck not, you, Nathan. It's not first. Fuck gra- it's not kids, first, grade. Nathan. Fuck you. All right. Let's move on. Raiders um, don't have a lot of first-rate uh, experience. Are we still talking about this game? Who cares about the Raiders? The Tigers are going to win that game by 30 points. They've got Edric, Edric Lee, sensational. Big deal. <laughs> Cheekham, sensational. Um, really, they don't have a lot of first-rate experience. Your guys, though, you've got Cora uh, uh, Betty. I mean, that motherfucker... He should just dominate in the twenties level because I mean the he's, he's going to have LeBron James this shit. Yeah, exactly. He's the man among boys, Jacob Miller, who you love, he'll be playing halfback. Um, who else have we got in there? Nathan Brown in fifteenth jersey. Who said he's going to be the coach? He's playing in the in NYC Grand Final. <laughs> he's turned back the clock. <laughs> Sensational. Um, now let's move on to the um, the VB New South Wales Cup just quickly. Once again, it's your guys. The eighth, and this is a great thing that the final system. Um, in first grade, it kind of went, you know, teams were knocked out in the order that they finished. It was always the lower-ranked team every week that got finished, and we ended up with one versus two. But uh, not the case in the New South Wales Cup. The seventh-placed Newtown Jets taking on the eighth-placed Balmain Ride Eastwood Tigers. Unbelievable. Brilliant. The Blue Bags. Who yeah. said they died in 1980? Well, they did. This is just a, this is a ghostly apparition. When they fought... The Western Suburbs Magpies to the death. And they've had the some... Magpies inc- prevailed. They've had some incredible um, narrow escapes too through this final series and beating more fancied sides. Uh, like the Bulldogs, they had... Uh, did they have three... Were they all minor premiers, their sides? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and they only get one through the grand final. So, um, mm. you know, suck on that. But let's go the the Jets... The halfback Daniel Mortimer, he's actually had a good season for the for the Jets, but they've got a, they've got a lot of. Oh, I mean, he's a solid reserve grade player. A lot, of, a lot of first first grade experience inside too. They got uh, Penny Tungavay, uh Justin Carney. What happened to him this year? Just never got a crack, and you know, must have fell out of favour with Brian Smith. Never got, got a crack. Looks like in. a horse. Yeah, but I mean, he, he's got hands like a fucking horse too. Yeah, but he went all right for him last year. I mean, like he's not mm. not spectacular, but he scored a lot of tries. Uh, Mossy, he's playing in this game. You know, so it makes it, it makes it hard to go for the Tigers when you've got guys, you know, actual actual mascots of the show in this side. Dave Sell you Jack Jack Bos yeah, this is that's the other game, motherfucker. Jack oh, Bosden. too, yeah, sorry. Jack was uh, Anthony Cherrington, who uh, had an exchange with uh, Lord Australia on Twitter. Apparently he was just absolutely fucking hopeless last week. So they were ironically saying that, you know, Cherrington to be for Origin and 
all this sort of thing. So, um, yeah. But yeah. Ouch. Now we look at uh, the Tigers. Sean Meaney, the captain. Who would have known that he would reach such lofty heights for, after he played for the toiled, toiled relentlessly for the lower grades at Manly, getting maybe two games in first grade ever. He's gone over the Tigers. He's kicking goals. He's captaining their resies. Loving it. Good on him. Um, who else? Simona, your mate. Simona. Tom Humble. He's he's playing uh, five eighth. Uh, Junior Moores. He's their prop. Masada Yosefa. He's uh, obviously drops back there. Fucking hell. Ray Cashmere. It's like half the West Tigers first grade side. <laughs> Ray, Ray Ray Cashmere. I mean, he's he's, he's pulled. I don't out, know pull, if that's a good thing. Pulled out of the resies and, and, and at the mines, and uh, he's over at the resies now for the Tigers. Uh, playing in a grand final though, no less. Dane Chisholm in the number twenty jersey. How about that? And also we got here. That's about it. Wasn't that Wayne Chisholm that used to play for South? I was saying Dane Chisholm. Wayne Chisholm, that's old school though. That's like yeah. old, old school, isn't it? Like, that's yeah, I like, thought you were saying, oh, they no, this old no, dude. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. I was like, you got the name wrong, dude. He did, how old would he be? Oh, 48. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> far too old, even for, even for even for Rezzy's level. Um, so yeah, I mean, see, you've, you've got two teams to cheer for on today, so that's not too bad. Yeah, but yeah, apparently that's not good enough for you to fucking throw your support behind me. No, I'll support him. I'll support no, the, I'll support you in reserve. Take right? your support and bash it up your ass. All right. Go blue bags. Fucking you made me do this. I was going to go for the Tigers, but look what you've made me do. Now the baby blues of Daniel Mortimer. Oh, hasn't he <laughs> got some baby blues? He's fucking oh, dreamy. I'll tell you, what. I'll tell you that, that dream boat is going to take them to glorious glory. That is full time for episode 106. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. And um, we cracked our thousand mark. So that means that essentially we're miles away from whatever the next milestone we set is. Cracking up a couple of day now. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know what that next milestone will be. I guess, you know, maybe 10,000. Maybe we can try for like 1100 by the time the season kicks off next year or something. 10,000. 10,000, well, yeah, I mean, you know, we're not going to achieve 10,000 like next season, I wouldn't imagine. You're such a fucking glass half empty sort of bloke. All right, all right. iTunes, got a review from A Jealous Cat, five stars, awesome podcast. You guys have been keeping me company as I travel around Europe, love getting the looks as I crack up laughing, keep it up, hash go manly. That was really good until that last little bit. I liked it. Tipping. Let's not fucking worry about us because we're out of it. Uh, we're down to the final battle, though, with realistically, there's only probably two people in the running for the gold medal. We have a tie at the top. This week, Whitey took back the lead. He reclaimed the lead and now has 132 points. It's me, Cookie Bra, dropped to second place, also on 132. So it comes down to differential. So Whitey has a differential of 291. It's me, Cookie Bra, has 338. So I have to say... It's going to come down to if they pick different sides and, you know, one team wins and one team loses. Wow. If they tie, it's Fight not... to the death. Yeah, if it comes down to differential, you know, given that the differential is like over 40 points, I can't see a team winning by, you know, smash <laughs> your team by that much in the margin thing. Um, in third place, one point off the leaders, we got Kylie M. In fourth place, another point back, we have Dougie. And uh, tied with him in fifth place, we have Todd H, 1987. He's also on 130. So... Uh, Kylie M, I guess, you know... No chance. Unless there's a massive blowout and the top two guys, you know, go the other way that she does and, you know, get it wrong, uh, you know, it's very unlikely she's a chance. So it's going to come down to these guys. I would love to see Whitey and it's me, Cookie Bra, 
select different sides. So it comes down to a straight shootout. You know, whoever wins the grand final wins the comp. But um, you know, no problem. <laughs> then again, if I was if I was what Whitey. I'd be fucking just trying to get that information yeah. and just pick exactly the same team, go no lose situation. Um, fantasy. It's amazing how the, this table for the fantasy comp fluctuates on a week by week basis. Mm. People go from the outright lead to like out of the top 10. It's ridiculous. Uh, th- so this week, the, the number one team is uh, the Wendells, uh, coached by someone by the name of Michael. There you go, and they're on they're on top of the table by about twenty four points. Uh, they're not for, not very good scores uh, this week either. Um, terrible scores, you know, not a lot over four hundred. Uh, the Powder Puffs are second. That's uh, Gavin. Uh, so then we have got third Fubar, which is Gabe. Uh, then uh, Toddo's Terrors, who Todd, uh, the Jack Officers. It's uh, Jason Gehan PI's team. Yes, uh, they're in fifth, and then we go down. We've got Fantasy King. In sixth is Chris. Team Dev is always Trotter's team in seventh. Uh, Dens is uh, it's Chris. He's uh, in eighth. He's all right. The plural effusion, which is Curtis. He was uh, he was the third, I think, last week, and uh, so he's dropped to ninth. And I'm tenth, so that's all right. I'm still in there. And uh, the di- hell. the difference between top ten with a sprinkling of cockheads. The difference between first place and tenth place is about uh, one hundred points. You can make that up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you d- definitely can. And this week, you know, there's only two teams to choose from, so I imagine the teams might be similar-ish. Mm. But I've, I'm really happy with the team I've selected. Like every player in it is a gun, so I don't know how they I fit them under the cap. But there you go, it worked. And finally, shop, buy some stuff, buy shirts. We have a new distribution arrangement. We do. Whereby you'll get your order faster. Exactly. So you won't find that out until you start placing orders. <laughs> exactly. And any orders that, uh, that that haven't gone out, I imagine they'll be fixed up very, very yes, quickly. Yes, we've just replenished uh, stock of the small to medium curved brim hats. Well, when I say we have, it should be here on Friday. Awesome. So, um, that we are all stocked up again on all of our products. So start placing some orders, get amongst it. Uh, you know, it's it's never too late. Exactly. Show the twill love. Exactly. And you know, uh we're a worldwide phenomenon. People in England. People get recognized people wearing in their England. Shirt. Olympic medalists are wearing that. Exactly. You know? Marathon runners. Bearded marathon runners that can't afford pants are wearing our shirt. Oh that picture was delightful. It, well it, it it was. It was a little bit. I've got a blown up <laughs> picture you know, I've got a copy on my wall. Above my bed actually. I might try, I'll have to track it down and I'll stick it on the website for uh, with this episode so people can just uh, go to this week. Anyone else that's probably better looking than Sam that wants to f- post a photo of them with no pants on wearing our shirt <laughs> is also welcome to do so. Yeah, we should do. Trolls, we should, please we should probably make a page on the site that says, you know, just for yeah, absolutely. You know, photos that people submit that we stick up there. Wearing our match. Exactly. I like and, it. Uh, wearing in crazy locations or, you know, you know, in the commission of crimes. You know, stuff like that. Not that we condone crime. No, don't. I mean, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to bail you out. Just send us no. a picture. Yeah, fair you're doing the crime. Cool. Easy. Like, right maybe maybe you've got, like, a tin of spray paint and you're putting, like, you know, hash tigers in decline on, like, you know, Parliament House or something. <laughs> or the Opera Make House. Make us famous, bitches. Or the, or the Opera House or something, you know, or, like, or on, on the Canterbury Leagues Club. Or, <laughs> you know. Or the Tigers Leagues Club. <laughs> or the Tigers Leagues Club. <laughs> Or, you know, maybe you get some petrol and you go and like our... Uh, okay, okay, let's move on. I was just going to say you get petrol. We don't want you to do any of that stuff. I was just saying... We're just, we're just joking, it's just joking. I was just saying you get, just pet, you get petrol and you run it on Leichhardt Oval and you put hash tigers in decline and burn, you know, like, you know, kill the grass with petrol. Oh, my God. That would be fucking fantastic. 
then you have to get a helicopter and take an awesome shot, you know, above it so we could see it and yeah. sensational. You've got a really fucking strange imagination. Let's let's move on. All right, so that's it. Uh, happy next week. happy grand final, everybody, and uh, yeah, see you next week. Oh, and before we go, also we uh, have the obviously the prestigious, the most prestigious awards in uh, in rugby league uh, ever. And uh, yearly, of course, uh, the Twilly Awards, the third annual Twilly Awards are coming up. They will be um, on an episode. The winners will be revealed on an episode uh, two weeks from this episode, so two episodes time. Uh, we'll have a grand final wrap up next week, and then the Twilly Awards ceremony episode will be the week after. And uh, the categories have been pretty much decided. The nominees are pretty much decided. And we'll be putting them up probably, you know, there's potentially they'll be up by the time you're listening to this. And so you'll have a period of just under two weeks to, um, to, vote. to, to vote. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, we'll obviously get our winners and, uh, hopefully there'll be some uh, surprises in there. And obviously as part of the, uh, the Twilly's, uh, selection criteria, there's also a, uh, a listener survey that we, we need everyone to, uh, to fill out so we can tailor the show to your needs exactly I'll probably start a prize packing for people who actually submit that that side of things because uh, well not for everyone no not for everyone we'll, but yeah, we'll, we'll, cho- we'll choose a win yeah in the draw we'll put a what the fuck we're just encouraging people to buy our shit and now we're going to give it away to everyone no what the fuck no. is wrong with you a randomly selected person who uh, votes and you know does the whole uh, kit and caboodle shall be the lucky recipient of some tool merch and yes you know, they may like it. They may not like it. Tough tit. If you randomly <laughs> selected, you're going to get it. <laughs> All right. Now we're really going. Okay, See bye. you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.